Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 199 of Swish and Flick. Yes, this is Megan. This is Katie. And yes, this is Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) And... Tiffany is not with us today, unfortunately. We miss her dearly. She's going to yell at us. She's also not here to rein us in, though. Yeah. So let's go. <laughs> We're going to be grounded, so let's enjoy it while this episode lasts. <laughs> uh, this episode is sponsored by Abby. Thank you, Abby. Thank you. Thank you. In spirit of Pride Month, today we will be discussing... I said that weird. Discussing. Today we will be discussing some LGBTQ plus headcanons and we'll be sharing some special Potter stories from our listeners. Before we begin, let's go to me for the weekly profit. Um, if that's never more of a Megan statement than I've ever heard, <laughs> let's go to me for the daily profit. Well, it's a weekly profit. You know what I mean. Uh, can you imagine if we put these out daily? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, so the weekly profit this week is that exclusive leaked photos have appeared from Fantastic Beasts set. Say what? So it looks like some of it looks like this set that was leaked is like inspired by Hitler's personal architect, which makes sense because of the time that we're in in the series. Um, and. I don't like we don't really know what this is. People think maybe they're assuming it has something to do with Grindelwald, maybe like where he is going to be. I don't know. Um, so the pictures are like it's just like a hallway with a chandelier. Thank you, Katie. You're welcome <laughs> for sending it in discord. Um, But it looks like the designs are inspired by the work of Albert Speer, who was Hitler's personal architect. Um, Speer joined the Nazi party in 1931 and quickly rose to the ranks to a spot in Hitler's inner circle. There he was commissioned to oversee renovations of the Reich Chancellery, also known as the Office of the Chancellor of Germany, where the interior bears a marked resemblance to the leaked photograph of... Um, the set design for the third Fantastic Beasts movie. Um, so we know that we're in 
I think we're in the 30s, aren't we? Going to be in the 30s whenever they come back in? I think so. Uh, probably close to it, because doesn't the, doesn't the last film start in, like, 1927? It's after, in case anyone cares, Voldemort's alive now. Mm-hmm. He was born in 1926. Yeah. It's like, why do I know these things? That's like, like let's chat about that. Let's scrap the whole episode and talk <laughs> about why I know things that aren't super relevant (laughs) Um, but i guess these photos are supposed to be of berlin we're going to be visiting berlin in the film um and i think that they're guessing that it could be the berlin ministry of magic well this is during like the time of world war ii ish right or it's going to lead into that yeah Yeah. so both like this they if all the films are made the author said, like, when the first one came out, it was going to span 19 years. Yeah. And it would be... Right. So that man, means it would be ending in 1945, which is, like, you'll see World War II. Yeah. Well, we, I, I would assume, because, like, the way that they have it already in... I Jacob um, is going to, like, is something... Grindelwald had all of those, like, visions of, like, the bombings and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would assume that we were going to see it, because it's going to affect everybody. Do you I think would, that Jacob think, is going to be, like have to be fighting in the war again i don't know i don't know interesting i think he would if i think i i think he seems the type of person that like as much as he doesn't want to go back and do it that he would yeah um so someone in the chat's asking they thought this was going to be in brazil i do believe that we the plan was to visit brazil but i think that they said that we're you're going to visit multiple places so um yeah i don't know that's interesting yeah we shall see yeah (sighs) this poor movie franchise has been through it so (laughs) we'll see what happens seems to be cursed so but maybe that's karma who knows (laughs) (laughs) um so anyway on to the rest of the episode make sure to follow us on spotify by clicking the follow button on our page and share this episode with your friends by clicking the three dots in the corner of the episode page subscribe to our channel on youtube at swish and flick podcast and follow us on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok at swish flick cast if you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Discord channel, trivia games, Swish swag boxes, the Felix files, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. If you'd like to send your Potter story, any questions, concerns, etc., you can do so to our email at swishflickcast at gmail.com. Who's going to lead me in today? recap thank you sarah it's a real short one uh we finished order of the phoenix and did a book to movie comparison they're drastically different they are they are for sure remember bellatrix being scared of harry potter like, <laughs> that about? <laughs> i can't believe i never <laughs> thought of that till you said it and then i was like that's a, yeah. I feel like it's just like a scene that you don't necessarily like super focus on her face. I don't know if that makes any sense. And then I mean, she even do. has like a lip quiver. Like sh- she's scared. Yeah. 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 Like knock it off. <sighs> um. 
Uh, for my summary, I wrote, Sarah's chatting with the losers of the podcast, which is somewhat a joke. <laughs> somewhat. Uh, we're talking all things LGBT. Well, not all things, because that would be a very long conversation. But our own <laughs> headcanons for LGBTQ plus in the Harry Potter universe. Um, and then we're reading some fan stories. Mm-hmm. Fan stories. So I think the most obvious headcanon, I think we all have this, has to be about Tonks. Don't put words in my mouth. I don't even know who Tonks is. Yeah, you do. I have proof <laughs> on a Felix Files, actually. <laughs> but like, for real, she's got to be like, I wouldn't put it past her to be non-binary, mm. pansexual, mm-hmm. maybe even using they, them, if she, if they so chose. Um, yeah, possibly, but I even see like going along the lines because she can change. You know, she's a meta. I don't know how to meta- say this, metamorph- I guess. Yeah. So like maybe if she's being super feminine that day, she wants to be she, and if she's masculine the next day, she wants to be him. You know, I think she she has the like kind of luxury really of being whoever and whatever she wants to be, which is really cool. That is really cool. I didn't even think about that either. <clears throat> like, you know that book you just read, Sarah, The Symptoms of Being Human? Um, mm-hmm. The character in that book kind of describes their sexuality as, like, a meter. So, like, sometimes mm-hmm. their meter's yeah. on female, or sometimes it's way more on male, and sometimes it's somewhere in the middle. That book is so, so good. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if Tonks does experience something like that, she does have the freedom mm-hmm. to change, which is yeah. really neat. But also, like, what a freeing power to have. I want to say that even without being a metamorphosis, if you feel like wearing, quote, women's clothing, do it. If you feel like wearing, quote, men's clothing, do it. You can be a Tonks. I live for the day when you can walk into a store and it's just the clothing section and not women's clothing i will say though sometimes like like men versus women they're literally cut differently like um so sometimes i like a more feminine like cut Mm -hmm. and like a say like a t-shirt but a lot of times with like feminine like women's t-shirts they're slimmer cut where like men are more boxy yeah um but so then we still, should I think just you can like have that, but it doesn't need to be like men's and women's. Right. Like we could like, just like differentiate like it a more cuts. feminine cut. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. I actually just read about this place in Lakewood that opened. It's like, um, Lakewood, Ohio. Kind of, yeah. It's kind of like a thrift store, but they also have some new stuff and it's supposed to be like very, I mean, anybody can go in there, but it's supposed to be like a very trans safe space. And it's supposed to be like cool. you come in and you find what you just feel good in instead yeah, of being like sectionalized. Uh, I'll look it up. I've okay. shared it on Facebook, but I forgot. Yeah, and honest well, to God, cool give too. women's cut pants actual pockets for the <gasps> love of God. I give everything pockets. Put every pockets in everything. Pockets There's on all better things. better than pockets. Underwear, um, pockets. Bras, pockets. Socks, <laughs> pockets. I mean, I've put things in bras, so it's probably <laughs> nice to have pockets in your bra so your money's not all gross. Um, but, like, even, because, uh, like, oh, sometimes, like, Alana's young, so, like, she'll say something about, like, wearing a dress. She goes, well, girls can. I'm like, well, anyone can wear a dress. Whoever wants to wear a dress. Because realistically, 
yeah, dresses are nice. You don't have to wear pants if you don't want to. Obviously, some people like wearing pants, but nothing better than not wearing pants, in my opinion. <laughs> I understand yeah. that. <sighs> yeah, I'm trying to Where would you want to wear? Where what colors? Like, that's one thing that really annoys me when they're like, pink's for girls. I'm like, it's a color. And why does it matter? Like, it's this. I, I remember years ago in sociology, I was watching. Um, a video and happened to be like about parents talking about like their kids were trans and she's like I should have known he wanted like the pink cup but I wouldn't want him to have it and he would throw a temper tantrum I'm like I don't know if I if if it got my kid to stop crying you could use whatever cup you want to use like I literally don't care (laughs) (laughs) it's It's called to me it's not that big of a deal it's called Margie's Hope and I forgot that they also like assist with transgender and non-binary Uh, individuals so like they've had companies donate binders and like such like that so that if you go in there and like because they're not cheap if you go in there and you need something like that to help you be you that's why they're there that's awesome yeah um so i just pulled up our tonks felix files doc just so that i could like read the little bit that kick-started this conversation um So I had said in this file, let's talk about the correlation of metamorphicus to gender fluid or non-binary. I do view Tonks as a potential gender fluid character in Harry Potter, and I want to reread this definition. So unlike animagi, animagi, I always get tripped up on that word. (laughs) Metamorphagi can take a wide variety of forms, changing sex and age, potentially looking like anyone at all or even just changing a part of their appearance, such as the color of their hair or shape of their noses. Also, a metamorphosis is born, not made. It is not a skill that can be learned. So again, just kind of like that correlation to, you know, like people are born gay or born transgender, not Mm. made to be that way. Um, And then there was also a Reddit thread posted about two years ago. Um, this was originally posted by Rachel Ray Ray 97. Um, and they said, I've recently been rereading the books and I'm currently on Order of the Phoenix where we meet Tonks for the first time and it has me thinking. A metamorphosis is able to change their appearance at will. Tonks even changes her height and weight multiple times. So that brought to mind gender fluidity. How common do you think gender fluid metamorphogic would be? I mean, think about it. If you can change your appearance at will, it is feasible that would coincide with gender neutrality or fluidity, right? Um, and I just like really liked. I like I love that we as a fandom are able to find pieces of the LGBTQIA community within these books because I like. There are mul- there are many reasons why they may or may not have been given to us. The times that these were written, mm-hmm. the authors' viewpoints, et cetera, et cetera. But like we can still pull from this what we want. Um, I think it's like, granted, we know this is a fictitious story, but I I think it's unrealistic to think of a massive group of people and being like, well, they're all straight. Like that's not. Right. Mm-hmm. I very much yeah. doubt that. You know what I mean? Like, For I sure. know that I come from a really big family and we like, we'll talk about, I, I know that there's people in my life that are related to me that are not a hundred percent straight, but other people in our family don't know that. 
But like, it's unrealistic to think that like everybody, everyone's straight. Mm, no, they're not. Right. And that's okay. Like, there's that post that goes around, especially around Pride Month, that's like, you know, someone who's gay. You know, someone who's trans. Like, you mm-hmm. know, someone who's non-binary, or at least by association, you know, someone who knows someone. Mm-hmm. We yeah. hear. <laughs> We're all over. Yeah. I think that probably my favorite own headcanon um, of LGBTQ is Albus and Scorpius. Yeah. Yeah. And they're cute. Cursed child. Like it was disappointing that Rose came into the conversation at the end of the story. In all honesty, like it was set up so easy for them to actually come out a written canon couple in the end. Um, so that was frustrating, but like for me, my head canon, they're totally meant to be. I just think that the amount, like the amount of care that they have for each other in that story is proof enough. You could go as far as to say, maybe in a future story that Scorpius from outside pressures or pressures of being a Malfoy, pressures of eyes on him throughout his whole life. He thinks he needs to follow a, quote, mm. normal path. But then, nah, falls in love with Albus Severus. Yeah. Or realizes he has been in love. Yeah. Yeah. They have a cute. I like them together. Me too. They just give me vibes. And I just want it. <laughs> <laughs> they give me vibes. I also want to give um, a shout out. This is, well, okay. I want to give a shout out to Hagrid and Newt because I think, well, I think they, and who knows, portray as like straight. I just super appreciate how in touch they are with their female side as well because Mm -hmm. I don't think that being a man has to mean that like you have to do the stereotypical manly things. Yeah, I think Agreed. that's totally not okay. Like, you be you, and that's all you need. I always, um, I always bring up, and we talked about this with um, the unicorns because Grubbly Planker. I think that's who came back and like was yeah. substituting. Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't let any of the boys near it. Like, no, like they don't do. They don't like males. They won't just don't go by them. But I'm like, but Hagrid was with them, so I'm like, it, I don't like to say like only. Like they only let male or they don't let males around them. No, I think that it's more of like Hagrid has a very like maternal like instinct with these creatures. And he's like, and that can sometimes mean that people are like, well, that's very feminine. But I like that's like Hagrid's very much like a mothering figure to these animals because he loves the creatures and he loves the animals. Um, And that's okay. He's still whatever he wants to be even, you know what I mean? And, And so I don't like to say like, males can't be around there no i think that there's also probably some women that don't want to be around them either like i think it's a vibe that they can get you know i know like, someone dog smell fear kind of thing you know? right right i know someone who's like say there's something around the house that's broken and he'll be like well if i was a real man i'd know how to fix that and i was like mm, don't don't say that to yourself that's yeah. not okay your worth as a, a man is not defined by whether you know how to fix something yeah yeah 
just yeah. makes me feel like no and the dude. fact that like that's so ingrained that that's immediately like what his mind goes to yeah yeah and like it's like i grew up in a family where like my dad's the cook and so like i remember being young where like someone asked my mom once like she they we were somewhere like at a mall and they were like oh do you do the grocery shopping and she like laughed and said no she goes i don't cook like <laughs> right and I didn't know it was like a thing really because I would, I didn't grow up like that because my mom right. doesn't, not that she can't, she doesn't like to. My father loves to cook. My father does the grocery shopping because he's better at it than my mother is because she just buys whatever. And he's like, no, you have to like go in with a plan. Otherwise you come out with nothing and you spent <laughs> yeah. way too much money. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like I grew up like where my father was the one that was cooking and going to the grocery shopping and doing things that were typically like the wife's job. But like both my parents worked outside the home. So I didn't, I grew up with a mother that was working anyways, and there's nothing wrong with a wife doing whatever, a mother doing cooking and all of that. That's just not how I grew up. Um, Cause like when I hopefully one day have children, like I love to cook, so I will be in the kitchen cooking. But I also like if my husband or whomever, my the ch- father of my children also wants to cook, like that's great. That's how I grew up. I think that's really, really important what you said, because I think that we, it's just important to know just how we're talking about this you do you literally like if you are if you identify as a straight cis female and you want to be straight up mom stay at home mom loves to cook like whatever like that's fine if that's what you want to do it and if you don't that's also fine i don't want i don't want those to get yeah mixed up yeah there's absolutely nothing wrong doing what you want like if you want to be a stay-at-home mom if you want to be a stay-at-home dad if you want to yeah. be a stay-at-home whatever yeah i love if you that don't that's okay one of the things i loved in new girl was how schmidt was a stay-at-home dad like i loved that because he seemed so driven yeah. in his career but then just was so happy to be a stay-at-home dad and i was like that needs to be normalized. And I like how he was like I, the broy dude. Yeah, but he was. I love mm-hmm. that Ron Dad. stays home more. Yeah, because like between Ron and Hermione, like Hermione's goal was to be Minister of Magic, right? And he left. And part of like, and I don't know if this is written canon or not that he like left being an Auror because like he wanted to help his brother, which is true. But I think that like he also wanted to, he wanted like he was that family guy. He came from a family with a lot of kids and like that was his life and he I think he always knew he wanted to like be a dad and not that Hermione didn't want those things but she grew up as an only child and she had two working parents and she knew what she wanted and so like for Ron to take that step back and be like you go and be the best minister of magic and mother that you can be and like I'll help support you at home like I love that about Ron I love that he's like because uh, he's always kind of like you know the jokes are in like but he wants his wife to go be due, which is another thing that sometimes people ha- struggle with, you know, is if typically like the man's going to be the one that makes more money. And I think that's great that you get to see like, no, Ron's taking a step back. And I probably, if working for a lucrative joke shop, he probably isn't hurting either. And right. like, but being able to spend time with his kids and being home with them, I think that's wonderful. Yeah. I think go be due needs to be a movement. um Uh. oh you know what so i did pull this i don't know how much i'll actually read of it because there's this article it's like um it's from medium.com it's harry potter characters who are definitely lgbtqia plus um and like it's a little i don't know if this is the right word but like crass so like i don't know if it's it's like 
Yeah, which is funny and like I enjoy it, but I am looking at it because it made me think of characters that maybe I wouldn't have or maybe that I forgot to bring up. Like Charlie Weasley, I love the thought of him being mm-hmm. asexual. Yeah, I agree. And like maybe that's because we don't know a lot about him, but what we do know, I think it's really cool. Like he's just straight up in like he just loves his dragons and he loves the work he does and that's all he needs and that's fine. I think, like, canonically, he's the only whizzling... Whizzling? That's not a word. <laughs> that's a, a small wizard. wizard. The only Weasley child that's, like, the original seven of them that's not married and doesn't have kids. Yeah. Um, and so, like, he loves his job. I'm. That's what I'm guessing, you know, is that... And that's okay, too, that you don't have to be married. You don't have to have kids. And that's true for women. I keep seeing a lot of people on the internet being like, no, I'm not going to change my mind. And you don't have to. Right. Don't have kids if you don't want them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Also, I love the conversation of Luna being pansexual because she just does. She doesn't come across as a person who restricts herself in any way. Yes. Luna is Gobi Doo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like just because she she just like she doesn't restrict anything. So why would she restrict her? romantic life you know like she doesn't restrict it to any type of person one way or the other so i love the conversation that she's potentially pan yeah i love that she just seems very much like like she would know without you telling her like what how like what you are and she'd be like oh like yeah that's i mean yeah i already knew that and that's why we're talking like i love blah 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 you know what i mean like she's just like very carefree yeah. This article also this is the one snarky thing that I'll read because it just made me smile. Florian Fortescue, a drag queen ice cream salesman. No one with this name is straight. End of argument. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love, love it. <laughs> um I like that that Lupin is a bisexual werewolf. Yes. I really enjoy <laughs> I him being love bisexual. The idea of him and Sirius together. Sirius to me also seems like another like love the one you're with kind of thing yeah, like whoever's man. in my bed like that's cool like I, he just is you know yeah i agree i agree i just i just like it i don't even have any like solid foundation evidence. like evidence or anything it's just it like just a feel fits yeah <laughs> i don't know i just like it yeah i like yeah. it also, Remus has been said to like be a parallel to like the AIDS epidemic yeah. and all that. So mm. it really does and like other disabilities and whatnot. So you could even tie it in that way too. I love that at the end of Remus is a little thing. He's like, while he ended up marrying Tonks, his first love was definitely serious black. <laughs> I'm here for that. I'm also I totally here for that. I think that they had some type of relationship and I love it. Could be could be. I'm I mean I'm here for it. That's fine with me. Um, I don't know. Is there anybody else that we want to discuss? Did we say anything about in our Madame Maxine Felix Files? Or were we saying how we just really appreciated that she wasn't your your stereotypical like woman? Yeah, just that she... Um that she 
broke out of the stereotypes of what people would have thought of her. Yes, which I think does also apply. Well, we also talked a lot about like body image in that episode. Yes. How I think that she, because she is not your stereotypical woman, she tried to be more feminine. Yeah. And that's like overcompensate. Yeah. 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 Which I think a lot. I mean, I know that there's times where I do that because I'm like taller and not not that I'm like crazy tall. I'm only five seven. But. Or even when I cut all my hair off and I was like, oh, my God, now people can see my face. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> I started wearing giant earrings, which I still do, but you know, woo. And I don't know what it is. Like you get all your hair cut and you're like, oh my God. Obviously people could see my face before. Um Hey, you just felt more exposed, I guess. It was a wild ride. It was a cute haircut. That's when Emma <laughs> Watson cut all her hair off. And I literally brought a picture of her into the salon. I said, I want my hair cut like this. Mind you, her hair is straight and mine is not. But it still looked cute. The guy's like, Are you sure? And I was like, Yep. Yep. I, do. I want all my hair cut off. Should we move on to stories? Sure. We have like six of them to read. We do. A lot of people are saying dreary in our Discord oh. chat, which I don't hate. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like Draco. Also, happy belated birthday. His birthday was yesterday. I'm not a fan of that pairing, personally. I do not view Harry as a gay character. I don't think he okay. gives off that vibe at all. He seems too like he's just like he's a basically he's like a jock who's like <laughs> the most popular yeah, kid in school. Jock. That doesn't mean jocks can't be no gay for or sure. But I just like, like he doesn't give those vibes to me. So like that pairing never made sense. Whereas like Remus Sirius makes sense to me because I feel like those vibes are given off by their characters. Like it's realistic. Harry do doesn't think, seem realistic uh, to me. What do you think about Draco? <sighs> I could maybe. I don't know. I why, guess I, but maybe I could see, I could see Draco, but but also because of like how traditional his family is. But again, that doesn't mean that he is that way. But he does seem to follow their lead a lot. He could be hiding his sexuality. He could be. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I just don't personally see Harry as a as a gay character. This article, or a queer that, character, any like any of the terminology, yeah. I don't see him that way. I do. A lot of people also see Blaze being bisexual. Blaze I was Zambini. just thinking. Is that how you say his last name? Zambini. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe Draco and Blaze. I would be more. I was into just than thinking Draco that. I was literally just thinking yeah. that. I'd be down for that. I could be down for that. What but would Harry their name be? Blaco gave off that. <laughs> oh my god! Drace. Drace. <laughs> oh. This article does say Harry Potter, a boy trapped in a closet, whose miserable little world opens up once he finds accept- acceptance as part of a vibrant and colorful community. I but mean, now I think that that's comparison, just... I can see. I can yes, see yes, gay yes, people yes. taking that story totally. as an inspiration, but I do not think that that means that Harry is gay. <laughs> I'm on board with you. But also, I that's mean, it would the... have been awesome if the main hero of the story was gay, but I just, him and Ginny just work for me. But that's the beauty of fan of online stories is, or internet stories. You can explore whatever you want to. 
Yeah. There's a ton of fan fiction out there. Actually, I want to say, like, I think Draco and Harry are, like, one of the number one, um, like, uh, like, uh, what are they called? Ships. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> a minute to get there. Dreary's very Megan. popular. Um, I really like what Vinny said. Part of the reason Draco goes after Hermione is potentially the frustration that he might find her attractive. So I think he's a classic mm-hmm. toxic male. I agree. Could see that. I doesn't stop me from reading some. Oh, for sure, and it's great to read them. <laughs> That's the great say, thing though, about fanfic. <laughs> that now that I've been reading more books this year, I've been reading a lot less internet stories. So, and. I've been reading lately a lot of stories with bisexual people in them and really enjoying it. Really, they're like bisexual males. I mean, I guess I could call them people. They are people. I was like, wow. Puff 20 offered the name Zalfoy. (laughs) I like Zalfoy. (laughs) (laughs) Malfini. (laughs) That's going to be their kid's name. If Malfini Bella, and he's Delphini. He's got his cousin named Delphini. He has his kid named Malfini. If Bella They're Swan was naming it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Malfini. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So we went through and we found some fan stories that were specifically from our LGBTQ plus fam. Um, yes, do we... We, uh, we just thought this would be a great time to read some of them. Yeah. Um, and yeah. feature more than one in an episode. Which we've, I don't know if we've ever done before. We've never done that. We haven't. So we've first. been saying that we should do it. Right. Yeah. Because we have a lot of stories. So I was thinking maybe we just and- tackle these stories. Like we just take turns reading them. Sure. Sure. You know my strong suit is not in reading. I'm not good at it either, <laughs> but that's okay. And I think we'll be able to split it pretty evenly so all right so this first one comes from hannah and this is from august of 2019 i kind of like giving that context now yeah because a lot roll in and you know it's the context is important when you're talking because sometimes you don't know if it's going to be like pandemic related now or Mm -hmm. whatever so Hannah says, hey, ladies, I already sent in an email, but it hasn't yet been read as far as they know. And I would like to resend it because I have things to add and remove because things have evolved in my life as well as I totally forgot my Potter profile. So here's round two. My name is Hannah Millette. My Hogwarts house is Hufflepuff. I'm very proud of it. My wand is 12 and a half inches, cherry wood, phoenix feather core, and quite quite bendy. My Patronus is a nebulon cat, which is freaking awesome i added that part not hannah uh favorite book is half blood (laughs) prince which is cool because we're about to start it uh can't next episode Mm -hmm. number 200 can't choose a favorite movie my overmorning house is thunderbird and this is my potter story i'm 21 years old so i wasn't growing up with the potter books but i kind of grew up with the movies i have a fuzzy memory of being a young child in the movie theater i honestly don't remember how old i was or which movie it was I know it was one of the first three, but I do remember curling up into a ball and crying from the movie, so my mom had to take me out of the theater while my sister and dad finished. So needless to say, I wasn't super into Potter growing up. In elementary school, I met these two girls who became my best friends, until we were like 14 because teenage angst and drama, but that's kind of irrelevant. They loved Harry Potter. They always talked about it, theories and plot holes and headcanons, etc., and I never really followed, 
but I would make jokes about it so I could still be included. In middle school, the three of us were a squad, and there was this other girl that sometimes hung out with us. We didn't really like her, and looking back, we were really mean to her. I really do regret it now, but being in middle school is cutthroat. Anyway, they nicknamed us the Marauders. I was Mooney, very happy about it looking back, and the other girl was Wormtail. I know it was really mean, but in my defense, I hadn't read the books yet. Speaking of which, once I earned my nickname, I decided that I had to read the books to see who I was named after. I took all seven books and read them in our month-long winter break. Meg, that sounds like you. Yeah. The following summer, the final Harry Potter book, Harry Potter film came out. I went to see it with my pad foot, and we dressed up, even though it was two days after the midnight premiere. Going into the series, I knew a lot of the spoilers because of my friends. The only book that never spoiled for me, I'm not actually sure why, though, was Half-Blood Prince. It quickly became my absolute favorite. I couldn't put it down until I knew who the Half-Blood Prince was. And after that, I still couldn't put it down. I remember the day I read that Snape killed Dumbledore. I genuinely cried for hours. It's still my favorite book. The summer after eighth grade, I went to Universal. The Wizarding World was still really new, so lines were insane. I haven't actually been back there since, even though I live in Florida. Then I started high school. This begins my dark days. I had always had really strange and fairly concerning thoughts growing up, but I never shared them because when I did, I would get confused, worried looks. When I was 14, I found out it was because I had severe depression and anxiety. Little did they know about all the other diagnoses I would end up getting in the future. I started to develop an eating disorder, and I finally started to admit to myself that I was gay. That's another roller coaster on its own. It was a lot for any kid to go through, so I kind of grew up very fast. In my head, that meant I had to let go of fairy tales like Harry Potter. In the years following, I spiraled down and down, and when I reached the bottom, down again. I ended up in mental health treatment centers and hospitals for a while and finally went into a two-month program. I was 19, and I honestly didn't see any light in the world. It was during Christmas, so sometimes I would turn on the TV in my townhouse and Harry Potter would be on. I'd turn it on in the background while I did the assignments my therapist had given me. It gave me a sense of comfort. Nobody wants to spend Christmas in rehab. I started to remember that when I was a little girl, I was drawn to the character Tonks. I loved her. At first, it was because I wished more than anything that I could change my appearance at will. I mean, what teenage girl doesn't? But then, the more I read, the more I, utterly, I was utterly convinced that Tonks is gay. She definitely loved Lupin, though. That was very real and vice versa, because that man was a flamer as well. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, she carried herself with such confidence and was so powerful. I never thought I'd be able to have that kind of attitude. Now that I'm older, I still look up to her, and I'm actually trying to figure out a tattoo in honor of her. Then through recommendations on Apple Podcasts, I found your show. It made me realize that I have not read the Harry Potter books since the first time I had read them when I was 12. That was nine years ago. So I sat down and decided to do a reread along with you ladies. I'm just about caught up on episode 100, so I'm almost there. And it made me realize all the little details I'd forgotten. It really You're brought... kind of far behind again. I'm kidding. <laughs> this was like two years ago. <laughs> it really brought the magic back. Now I'm obsessed again. My roommate and I even have a Potter-themed living room. I'm so thankful to you ladies. You made me realize that I needed to turn on the light to find happiness. And I have. You never cease to make me laugh. And every time Katie goes on her rants about how great Lupin is, I just think about how great Tonks is. They're legitimately the best couple. I love them so much. And I've decided that once I finish this reread... I'm finally going to read Cursed Child. I've heard mixed reviews and I know bits and pieces of the plot, but I'm still quite excited to read it. Thank you for helping bring magic back into my life. Love you guys. Hannah. Aww. I feel 
vindicated on our talks about tonks. Thank you. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that, that somebody else like came to that conclusion even before like we had a conversation about it. You know, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like it helped. Like you said, like even though maybe that's not how tonks was intended, like we can find those pieces <clears throat> right as fans. Um, and like if and that apply to our lives, Hannah, then yeah. that's awesome. Exactly. Like who cares yes. if it's canon that she is or isn't one way or another it helped hannah so that's awesome right yes so thank you for your story hannah yeah thank you thank you i'm thank glad you. that you are better and that you came through everything you had to go through yes it's not easy and you did it yeah all right do you want me to go next sarah that's fine. Vinny asks about us mentioning Dumbledore. We have. I can't believe we haven't. <laughs> so Dumbledore, we haven't. Should we talk about that before we continue on? I just feel like everything that could be said about Dumbledore has been. I kind of agree. I my biggest thing with this whole thing is like I just don't like how she, the author, like did it. It was like way after she's like, well, I just thought everyone knew. Like what? No, like just. Yeah, that's well, just kind of I like a backwards way of being like, well, I didn't include it in the book, but here's this information that would have been really yeah. cool to include in the book, but it wasn't. Yes. I don't but know. But like, I mean, I never thought of like any of their, because you like, you, for her to say like, well, I just thought like it was blatant or however she worded it. But I, if I'm being honest, I didn't think of any of the teacher's sexualities. Yeah, so like, why would I think Dumbledore would be gay? Because I didn't think about any of them. Well, right? also, she it's also... It's like, you, when you're a kid, well, you forget that your teachers Lupin. have, like, life outside of school, you know? Like, yeah. I literally thought some of my teachers, like, when I was really young, I didn't know they had homes. Like, I thought <laughs> right. they stayed at school. I think that's common. Right. Um, also, throughout the book, she gives us indication that Dumbledore is not gay, or at least not not straight because he like blushes well, when talking about madame pomfrey well, right and, like we said like mm-hmm. we thought i mean i i thought when reading it and tiffany did too that like he had a thing with with poppy yeah for a while there i, I literally did not even it didn't even cross my mind correct yeah. though i don't know all right next story is from Bain, and this is more recent. This is March 2020. Howdy, y'all. Hi, my name is Bain, like the Batman villain. I am <laughs> currently on episode 54, so if you happen to read this, it'll be a while before I see it. I am sorry it took us so long. I'm a Ravenclaw. My Patronus is a tortoiseshell cat. What is with <gasps> all these kitties? I mean, it's a good thing. I like cats. And my wand has since changed, but it will always, to me, be 13 and one quarter inches, dragon, heartstring, and you would. Listening to the podcast, I hear these amazing Potter stories. I realize that mine is really boring. It is. I'm sure it's not. I came home from my grandparents' house one night, and my parents were watching Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone on ABC Family, now Freeform, and I was instantly hooked. I begged my dad to get the movie on VCR from his parents' house. I watched that, and guess what? He had the rest. I watched one through four, and after crying my eyes out when Cedric died, Dad made me read the first through the fifth book before showing me the fifth movie. Then book six for... Then the book first for six and seven. I was in third grade when my mom and I finally read 19 years later, 
After that, I flattened people in Harry Potter trivia on Pottermore and read the books over and over again. I discovered your podcast when I was listening to Fantastic Geeks and Where to Find Them, and yours kept popping up on my recommendations. I thought the logo was cool. Thank you. But kept it out of mind. Just recently, I finished the most recent Fantastic Geeks and needed more Potter to charge my aura. I am gay, and my parents found out when I accidentally left some dreary fan fiction I wrote for a friend on the bathroom <laughs> counter. <Aww. laughs> um, I think Megan and Katie were so brave for right from the beginning saying that you were married. Thank you. Thank you. I constantly ask myself, WWDD, what would Dumbledore do? I love your podcast. You four are amazing, and I hope you never stop. Bane. P.S. Dear Sarah, I love it when Florence makes an appearance and regularly use her to make my friends laugh. <laughs> I also use Florence to make other people laugh. You know, she doesn't always appreciate it. Sometimes she just wants to be left alone. <laughs> was it weird reading a fan story? It, yeah, it was. There's pressure, right? Yeah, you want to like not trip up because this is other people's words. Right. Well, thank you for finally giving us a chance after just yeah. keeping us out of your mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But seriously, <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, and you're brave. Yeah. yeah, you're brave. Absolutely. It's awesome that you wrote, I won't lie. Um, I have tried to write fan fiction, especially when I was in high school, my friends and I did. We never finished anything because none of it was good. <laughs> But that's awesome. I'm just not a good writer. Like I've tried and I like get all mixed up in my um, tenses when I'm writing. I'll like go I back forget. and forth between like multiple different tenses. And then I'm like, why did I do that? I need to stick with one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that in the one that we were writing in high school, I think that we had Ron. I think Ron was gay. I forget who Hermione and I think her. I don't know who Hermione was dating. It obviously wasn't Ron. It wasn't Ron. Um yeah you know what's funny is i like literally honestly they still might totally be on the forgot i don't remember what it was called it was probably on fanfiction.net it, it was not on fanfiction.net was it, it a specifically harry potter one yes oh i need but i don't think i ever took it down i don't remember what my username was <laughs> and literally i think all we i think we only wrote like max maybe four chapters so if you've ever been that type of person that, like, you like to read internet stories um, and you're getting into one, our story was not good. But if you're getting into a really good story, <laughs> but it's a work in progress, and then they never finish it, uh, that's the worst. Yes. I My first fan fiction I ever wrote when I was, like, a small child, the character's name was Blaze Draconis. I just remembered that. <laughs> I loved. <laughs> I loved because I felt, like, I felt so... B.A. Bob's Apron going on to harrypotterfanfiction.com and searching in the restricted section. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to read a story from the restricted section. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I won't lie. As a 31 year old, I appreciate stories where they actually like swear in them. Like I don't yeah. So, like, sometimes when you're reading, like, a young adult fiction book or young adult book, like, obviously, I know I'm not a young adult anymore, but sometimes I like to read those stories. And then they, like, they swore. And I was like, can I actually see the real word? Like, 
Oh, yeah. Sarah, I totally forgot about that fan fiction thing. That's funny. That was like a blast from the past, man. (laughs) We were obsessed with fan fiction in high school. Obsessed. Yeah, that well, was like liter- that was like all I read. Writing this, or was it me and Gabby? What? I don't know if you helped us write it or not. I mean, I remember you guys doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we thought we were really cool. Well, think about it. Like that between books was like how we explored possible storylines and yeah. right and uh, theories yeah. and stuff. You want more? I love it because I also think it gives like people just a creative outlet um and really like it, there was years where i didn't really read any books but i read fan fiction all the time so i was constantly Same. reading um just not books on paper you know <clears throat> so i'm gonna read the next story this is from lauren and this is from july 2019 so almost two years ago Hello, my name is Lauren, and I'm finally caught up, which is not true anymore. Sorry. Well, you might be. Who knows? (laughs) For reference, it's episode 101. (laughs) I have your typical Potter story. I was six when the first movie came out. My mom had heard about the series and is the kind of person who has to read the book first. So we got the audio cassette tapes. People, do you guys know what audio cassette tapes are anymore? (laughs) I Um, used to get those from the library. Oh, man. (laughs) We finished the first book just in time for the first movie to come out. I was hooked. I read the first four books so quick and, of course, took my <laughs> AR reading quiz for the points. Yes. yes. I don't think my school had that. Um, and the wait was brutal for the last books and movies. We always had ABC Family on for Potter weekends. It was my entire childhood. But this is my true Potter story. I came out as gay to myself roughly two years ago, May 2017, to most of my friends soon after, and my parents in October 2017. I was head over heels for this girl and was willing to risk it all. Needless to say, I'm from the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, and it did not go over well. That's when I found Potter again. I needed a distraction from the family drama. I moved to a city shortly after where I knew not a single soul. I was so lonely, and I had Potter, or should I say Jim Dale, LOL. Love it. I've been through a lot of dark, scary, rough times, but I just keep listening to the books on repeat. Potter has been there for me through every breakup, heartache, financial struggle, everything. I started doing a two-hour commute to a job and needed more to listen to. My friend suggested podcasts, and where would I turn but Potter podcasts? I listened to another Potter podcast and liked it so much I blew through all of his episodes. That's when I found Switch and Flick. You ladies have been the light in the dark. Wow. Sorry, I can't read. You ladies have been the light in the dark sometimes. Except it says some days. (laughs) This is my Katie Reezy (laughs) sentence. When I'm depressed or frustrated, all I have to do is turn to Swish and my day is better. Katie and Megan, your story is truly inspirational, and I hope I find someone as amazing as you two. Florence is my favorite voice of all time. Now that I'm caught up, waiting every week is going to be so hard. LOL. I'm a Hufflepuff through and through. I even have a badger tattooed on my ankle. That's really cool. That's awesome. Kate, you should get a badger. My wand is Hazelwood, which is Tiffany's, I think, right? Yeah. Unicorn. Mm -hmm unicorn hair 10 and three fourth inches reasonably supple and my patronus is a magpie well that's cool 
Thank you, ladies, so much. If you're ever in the Orlando area, feel free to hit me up. Well, hey. as a matter of fact, they are. <laughs> I live and die working for the mouse. I can't wait to meet you ladies in August at my first Swisher meetup. Here's to 100 more episodes. Don't let the muggles get you down. And then there's an update. Fun fact. We did have another 100 episodes. <laughs> this is from December 2020. This is still her. Crush. Yes. Yes. Hello, ladies. It's me again. Yes, I'm still here two years later. Yes. What is this from? This is only from a few months ago. Perfect. Here's my little <laughs> life update. I did meet y'all in August 2019 in Orlando, and it was one of the coolest experiences of my life. Y'all have cheered me on as I finished my journey with Disney in 2019 and completed my year in the Keys as a dolphin trainer. That's so cool. In 2020. Had COVID not happened, I definitely would have gotten y'all swim gotten y'all swims with y'all have been and always will be my light and dark times i quarantined alone oh my gosh in a trailer in the keys for two and a half months with not much human contact and zero friends in the keys it was rough and i learned a lot about myself but if i ever got lonely i always knew i had you guys that makes me want to cry here we are headed into 2021 and i'm in yet another new city learning naples to train new animals. It's always scary moving where you know no one, but I always I know I always have y'all in the Swisher community. Thank you for creating such an incredible loving space for us all Potterheads to come together and connect in a time where that isn't the easiest. And thank you for always being there for us in these crazy times. I look forward to meeting you again when the world goes back to normal. As Tip used to say, and my favorite line of the podcast, for Voldemort and Valor, Lauren. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, I look forward to meeting you again. Lauren, I followed all your dolphin pictures on Instagram. It was awesome. Yes. Yes. So cool. I just recently got Ugh. a new bathing suit and Meg calls it my dolphin trainer bathing suit because it looks like one. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like a dolphin trainer. I'm glad that that's one thing about this podcast that I never knew was going to happen was that there we have such a great community and that um, I live for making other people laugh and other people not feeling like lonely or any of that. So I'm grateful that this podcast can be that for people, especially this past year with the pandemic where everything was just flipped on its head and everything was different. And to, to spend two and a half months alone, um, I'm glad that you had something. Um, I'm glad that we were be, we were able to be there for you. Um, cause I, as much as I am introverted, um, I also need some human interaction. So gosh, you survived. You're going through it. You're amazing. And I also, I, I'm also somebody who has listened to Jim Dale so much. And like, it was so funny the other day when I finished Order of the Phoenix, I closed the book and I was like, I can just hear the music at the end of the audiobook playing. It goes dun 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 dun. Thank you for reading Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, <laughs> read by Jim Dale. <laughs> Beautiful. Ah, man. All right. Next story. This comes from Glenn Ratliff. Um, the original story was July 2018, but then they sent an updated in January 2020. So this is that story. Before you start, 
for anyone listening, if you if you sent your Potter story in a long time ago and you want to send an update, please do. I love reading updates, especially if it's been a while since the first one was sent. But send it like in reply to so yeah. we know that like make us make it known like hey this is an update if you want us to read both parts and everything yes yeah. yes yes but yes. i love reading updates i think it's Same. cool i agree hello my name is glenn ratliff they them and i am a proud roaring gryffindor my patronus is a dapple gray stallion and they own a bay gelding there's pictures later Ooh. My wand is, is cedar wood is with a phoenix feather core. It is 12 and a quarter inches long with reasonable supple flexibility. My Ilvermorny house is Pukwudgie, which I love because I'm going into my university to study pre-vet. I only have a few fragmented memories of, first, of the first time I heard the Harry Potter books, curled up in bed with my dad, a Slytherin, doing funny voices for each of the characters, and my older sister getting bored and going off to read them herself as the Ravenclaw. <laughs> Throughout my life, I struggle with dyslexia, childhood abraxia of speech, anxiety, and a motor sensory disability. Growing up, I had problems talking, so my parents did some research and found that audiobooks could help with many of my learning disabilities. My mother, a Hufflepuff, you got like the whole fam, Heck yeah. worked for hours awesome. putting the books onto my iPod before Audible got the Harry Potter books. So at night or during school, I could listen to the first three books as I wasn't old enough for the dark themes of the other books yet. During my early years of listening to Stephen Fry's reading of the books while having my apraxia, I somehow picked up his accent. Now as 19 years old, who has always lived in Maine, my light English accent always confuses people. <laughs> I've been asked if I was adopted before. That's amazing. I am in the middle of my second year of schooling with most of my time taken up by class and studying. I haven't had time to listen to the podcast. I'm on episode 119, but I've started to listen again after some heartache. Whenever I'm driving, lying in bed, riding, or taking care of my horse um, at two times speed, your laughs at two oh times make me smile. <laughs> <laughs> I love your podcast so much and it has brought light to so many of my darkest of times the past few, especially as a transgender non-binary person. JK Rowling's newer tweets have been really hard trying to find where I stand with the book. Her world was where I felt the safest for many years and finding out that in her world I wouldn't be safe and loved and as I always thought I would be was really hard. But I'm happy to say that you lovely ladies have made me feel loved and safe in this community of yours and how you try so hard to make other LGBTQ plus people feel safe. I love you all and don't let the muggles or transphobes get you down. Thought I would send two of my favorite pictures of Dancer because I love showing him off. You have a gorgeous horse. Oh my gosh, so beautiful. Also, a gorgeous you know, story. I've never ridden a horse before. Neither have I. Your horse is very pretty. Me either, but that action shot is so cool. Jumping over, I don't know the proper term, but it looks awesome. <laughs> Jumping over a horizontal stick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, upside down limbo. What's that called? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Glenn, I'm going to stop sabotaging your story. Um, but I will say this because you're listening to us at two times speed. If you ever need a laugh, do that or just listen to us, especially like a rowdy part at like half speed. Oh, my God. Zero, you <laughs> yes. will never laugh harder in your life because we've done that. <laughs> yeah, that helped us get through a time where our flights were canceled and we we're sitting there forever. That's right. That was the night that we drove all night long. Yeah. And when I say we, I primarily mean I did. I, I didn't did a do little. anything. Okay. 
I didn't do anything. Yeah. I also want to say that I am glad that you are navigating Potter how you are comfortable navigating Potter. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that our community is a safe space for you. Um, And just a reminder to people that like you can find your Potter community that is inclusive. It exists. We are here. Our community yep. is here for you. Um, and yeah. We just don't tolerate hate unless it's towards Umbridge. Right. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> probably like, really, her and Voldemort, you know, those are probably the only people we tolerate the hate about. True. Other than that, yeah. you should be hating people for who they want to be. Exactly. Truth. So thank you, Glenn. Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you. It is my turn again. This story is from William, January 2020. Hello, ladies. My name's William. I am 15 years old and I am from Montreal and I'm a Potter and Swish and Flick fan. Say it right. Awesome. Montreal. Yeah. My Potter story. I want to go. go. (laughs) (laughs) My Potter story is a bit different than others. I first, I want, oh my God. I first watched the first movie with my dad. I actually remember that moment when at the beginning of the movie, I kept asking my dad if the man, which was of course, Dumbledore was a good guy or a bad guy. And he was like, just keep watching. <laughs> my mom does that all the time. And I'm my always mom does like, it too. And you just know what's the worst? It. Is if it's especially something I've never seen, I have to be like, I don't know. I too have not watched this. <laughs> so I can't answer for you. I was around eight or nine and I instantly started liking Potter. My two close friends also started watching the movies and reading the books and we all pretty much became fans. I remember my 10th birthday party with my friends. We all gave each other a house and we played Harry Potter. I love those days. Mm -hmm. After seeing the movies, I finally started reading the books in French, my native language, and I don't remember finishing them all. I guess that I was more a movie guy than a book guy. Sadly, as we all aged up, my friends and I lost interest in the series. There was also a little fight that broke out between us during that transition time. You know, 10 to 11 years old, people change differently, and my interest in Potter pretty much faded out. Now, if I'm writing to you today, you can guess that the story doesn't end there. I'm a musician and a composer today. I play horn, clarinet, and flute. That's awesome. I just lost my spot in this story. I found it. And I have a particular interest in classical music. I had actually bought all of the soundtracks from the movies when I was 10. Yep, birthday money, well spent. (laughs) And maybe four months ago, I'm writing this in January of 2020, I randomly started listening to the soundtrack of Prisoner. Having curiosity in movie music and John Williams' work, I watched the third movie on my free time one day. And then I kind of fell into it back again. Watching the movies again as a teen is so different. I saw things and references I never would have got back when I was a kid. And there it is. I fell back into it, discovered your podcast, and fell in love with you too. As I said, it's only been four months, and I listened to all of your chapter episodes, and I'm already at Goblet. I recently had a chance to go to a concert where an actual orchestra performed Nicholas Hopper's magnificent score while the movie Half-Blood Prince was playing. I love those. Uh, Those are so much fun, those performances. 
It was an amazing experience. They're so cool. They're really cool. It was an amazing experience that I had the chance to live with both my parents. In addition, prior to the concert, I really listened with attention to the details of the score and discovered many, many really interesting things. For example, did you ever realize that the music playing in the very beginning of the movie is actually the same as when Dumbledore dies? There are a lot of mm. amazing things like those hidden in the scores of the four amazing composers. I have to go back and listen. <laughs> um, I now want to read the books again, but this time in English. And I have the chance to have amazing parents that gave me all the books for Christmas. Finally, I'm a Ravenclaw Thunderbird. And my Patronus is a pheasant. And I don't know what to think about it. My wand is ash wood with unicorn hair core. 12 and one quarter inches and quite bendy flexibility. Almost exactly like Cedric's. That's cool. I don't know what to say for my favorite character, but I do really like Dumbledore's character, even if I, like a lot of people, don't 100% agree with all his choices. I do like Flitwick a lot since he's the conductor of the Hogwarts band and Lupin. Shout out to Katie. Yes. I also want to say that I really like you guys. I think you are great humans. What you are doing right now by supporting the trans community is amazing. Just being myself part of the LGBTQ plus community, I think it is important that everyone feels loved and that they belong where they want to belong. English is also not my first language, so I'm sorry if there are any structure flaws in my text. You good. I thought that it was written beautifully. Continue as you go and can't wait to hear you talk about Half-Blood Prince, my favorite book. William. Continue. That was a good one to pick right before Half Blood Prince. Yeah. We got two of them in this story. I know. I mean, in this episode. In this story. Awesome. And <laughs> whatever we're doing here. Continue as yeah. you go. Sounds like Gobi Doo. Yeah. It does. I like that a lot. Continue as you go. Sorry, babe. What were you going to say? I was going to say that I, I like the Patronus a pheasant. I don't know if I've ever seen somebody get that before. I'm going to look it up. Do you know what I was thinking about <clears throat> how they say it? Um, I don't know what to think about it. Because obviously we all know that I struggle with my Patronus because I don't know if I care for it. And I think I like the idea of just like your sexuality, no one can tell you what your sexuality is. Uh, no one can tell me what my Patronus is. So if you don't want <laughs> it to be what Pottermore told you, pick whatever you feel like is the best one for you. Absolutely. And that's what I'm going to do moving forward. But I also don't know what I think my Patronus is. <laughs> so I'll have to think about that. <laughs> I will say, I just looked up. It says, those with a pheasant have abstract minds and wonderful imaginations. Creativity is a skill of those who cast the pheasant. The trusting heart of those who cast the pheasant and genuine character can sometimes lead those with this Patronus to be unfairly treated by those who admire them. Well... I like that if you are super into music and like all of that, yeah. I think that's a good correlation. Because I think being able to play those and um, do all of that is very creative because I can't. Uh, I can listen to music and enjoy music and appreciate it. Um, and I can play my nose. That's about it. Which sounds crazy unless I do it for you, but you can't see what I'm doing if I'm playing my nose. So, and if anyone treats you unfairly, <laughs> you send them to me. And send them to us in general. You know, Swish has got your back. Huffle punched. Because <laughs> <laughs> Katie says the other color's black. No. <laughs> but thank you for your story. Yes, thank, thank you, you very much, Will. William, I'm sorry. 
Okay. The next one. Ooh, this is a new one. This is from Tori. It's from March 2021. <clears throat> hey, guys. My name is Tori, and I am a proud Hufflepuff. Primary and secondary. That's awesome. <laughs> My 13-inch wand is made up of cherry wood with a dragon heartstring core. My go-to treat in the wizarding world is a chocolate frog and a licorice wand. But I... But can I have my wand like a red vine and not black licorice? <laughs> yes. I can understand that. I don't like black licorice. I don't I will also say I don't think I've ever had a red vine because I don't like Twizzlers. And isn't that similar? It's red very vines similar. taste way better though. They do though. I think they would. I don't love like I like the Twizzlers, the pull apart ones. This yeah. is totally off topic. That's how red that's, vines that's are. That's red vine. They're yeah. like softer licorice. Then I like red vines. Yeah. But I again I don't like eat them all the time. Um but also, I love that you're telling us your go-to treat in the Wizarding World. So if people can start yeah. doing that, you don't have to. <gasps> yeah. And if you've never been, just think what you favorite in the whatever. We like hearing about food on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> just a little bit. My favorite class is Herbology and Defense Against the Dark Arts. Da-da. Da-da. I added that. <laughs> the da-da part. My life at the moment is pretty simple, especially a year into this pandemic. I'm a college student majoring in psychology, and I have plans to be a licensed therapist, particularly particularly an LMFT. I don't know what that is. I'll look it up. Maybe, like, licensed... I don't know. Katie's going to look it up for us. I have a huge passion for mental health, and I can't wait to be an experienced advocate later in life. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't always proud of my Potter story because of you four and the other amazing fans I've been able to meet. I'm actually content with how I got sucked into the universe, this universe. I'm 21 years old, and I didn't properly get into Harry Potter until I was 19. There is no shame in your game. Let me just stop you there. Don't (laughs) be. We love you for you. As a kid, I grew up in an old-fashioned and religious household. My mom didn't let me read the Harry Potter books, even though she has always been a massive Disney fan my whole life, with so much magic involved. I know, so ironic. And I only saw about one movie in the drive-in with my dad after he snuck me out so we can see it together. It was Goblet of Fire, and I had no idea what was happening. I think that's so cool. I've never been to a drive-in. <gasps> my dad so even covered so my eyes. When Barty Crouch Jr.'s eyeball fell out at the end of the film. But the best memory about that night was watching the end credits with my dad, watching the thousands of people on the list who helped make that film. We stayed until the very end, simply watching every credit roll in. Aw. That's awesome. That is awesome. By the time I was in middle school, my mom had broken down and let me read the books. I read all the way up to Prisoner of Azkaban with that one being my favorite, and suddenly I stopped with my reading. As much as I enjoyed the books, I didn't feel a big spark, drive, or motivation to keep reading. At that time, the movies were close to wrapping up, and I felt like I wasn't allowed to get into the Wizarding World because it was ending in the media. I gatekept myself so hard, and it was all because I cared about, it's in quote, missing out. If only I knew that just because the movies were over, it didn't mean that the fandom or community would come to a full stop. I did, however, reach out and watch a few movies that came on ABC. I almost said ABCD. <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> on ABC Family at the time. I enjoyed them, especially the soundtracks. But because I was never allowed to watch them growing up, they didn't cause another spark to jump back into the books. With the books and the movies not being much of an interest to me, what did cause me to stay on the outskirts of the fandom, you ask? The psychology. Look at I absolutely loved the way each house has a connection which 
each Myers-Briggs personality type. I loved understanding the meaning put behind each house, primary and secondary. In fact, I may not have known a lot about Harry Potter, but I was so proud of being a Hufflepuff. That's awesome. That is awesome. Heck yeah. The label of being a Hufflepuff gave me a true sense of my identity. To me, I find Hogwarts houses more important than Zodiac houses, except that (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry that I like can't read. (laughs) Zodiac houses. Uh, they're more important than zodiac signs when meeting new people. If someone doesn't know or care about their Hogwarts house, I run away from them so fast. (laughs) Fast forward to me being in my third year of community college. I mean, this next sentence with so much love. I needed Harry Potter more as an adult than I did as a child. And I think that's a hundred and thousand percent. Okay. I hear you. Who would have thought that depression and anxiety wouldn't go away after you graduate high school? Mine just got worse. This is Sasa speaking after high school. A coworker at my old job recommended your podcast to me. Once I started episode one, I was hooked. I knew that I was ready to reread the books and some for the first time. This is where you guys come in. Without you, beautiful nerds. Aw, thank you. <laughs> I wouldn't have had the company I needed through my Harry Potter journey. I read all of the books and listened to most of your episodes all the way to Goblet of Fire. And to this day, I still follow each episode, falling in love with each chapter again. Additionally, I watched the last three movies for the first time, too. I started Sorcerer's Stone in the fall of 2019, and in the fall of 2020, I finished Deathly Hallows. It was the best year of my life. And I even found the interest to read other books outside my schooling. I didn't want the feeling of a new page being turned to be over. That's so true. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I know it's cliche, but I have such an escape leaving my mentally draining home life and finding a belonging at Hogwarts. When I have the shame of my sexuality, I have Hagrid feed me rock cakes and tell me not to be ashamed of who I am. Mm-hmm. The real question is, are they good rock cakes? <laughs> right. <laughs> I love Hagrid, but he's not known for um, cooking well or baking well. When I ha- want a parent to treat me with love and kindness, I have dinner at the Weasley's house and I love giving Molly and Arthur a huge hug. Oh, I love that imagery mm-hmm. a lot. When I feel like giving up, taking college algebra three times because I kept failing it, I sat with Hermione in the tutoring center school all day and night. When I find it hard to eat a real meal some days, I sit with Ron and eat chicken chicken legs two-fisted. <laughs> when life has its episodes where I see no point in facing a new day, I cast my, I'm going to say this wrong, Abesian? Is that how you say that? Abesian? Abesian hound? Yeah, I think Patronus that's right. Against the swarm of my never-ending dementors. When I struggle with my chronic anxiety or panic attacks, I sit and eat chocolate with Remus Lupin yelling, Ridiculous! There are times where I feel so scared to leave my safe room or car or face my fears, um, but I face my fears thinking of Lupin, Tonks, Fred, George, Sirius, Lily, James, Neville, and Newt. Thank you so much. If it weren't for this podcast, I wouldn't have truly known this world so that I desperately need, this world that I so desperately needed, even if I didn't know it yet. Yes, I have my other outlet fandoms like Disney, Doctor Who, Star Wars, Sherlock, Fleabag, etc. But nothing feels as safe and as warm as the Wizarding World. You four, Katie, Megan, Sarah, and Tiffany, were so safe and welcoming. Every time I listen to you guys in my car, I feel like I'm letting in familiar friends to be in my presence. I hope that I can meet you all in real life one day, whether it be at a convention or a meetup once this COVID party is over. 
Um, I would love to give you guys a massive hug, but virtual ones will have to do for now. You guys are awesome, and don't let the muggles keep you down. Love, Tori the Hufflepuff. Oh, and uh, it, it's licensed marriage and family therapist, which I had a feeling it was going to be a marriage. I thought the end was a marriage. Um, but thank you for your story. And I want to say as someone, I know that I've read a lot of books this year and I, you know, um, I'm known as like a reader and I've, uh, once I like figured out how to read, cause I was, it was later in life. I think I was in like first or second grade when it finally clicked. I do that as well. Where like, I will start reading like a series and I'll just stop. I do this with shows as well. We're like, and there's nothing wrong with it. And if you pick it up years later, if you never finish it again, don't let anyone like judge you do what you want to do. Read books, how you want to read them, watch things, how you want to watch them. Cause there's like three series I'm in the middle of that have finished. And I just, I'm like, well, I'll finish it eventually. Cause it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. Also like you write beautifully. And I love the way that, And I think a lot of us do this without putting it into words, but I love how you broke it down. Like sometimes I don't remember to eat and I think of Ron and sometimes I need Mm -hmm. more love and kindness and I have dinner at the Weasley's house. Like that, I think for a lot of us, even whether it's consciously or unconsciously, we like have Potter in the back of our brains. Yeah. Helping us through things. And I think that's so important and so cool. Like, thinking back on one of the other Potter stories and say, what would Dumbledore do, you know? Yeah. What would Ron do in this situation? What would Hermione do, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and it's like, you, you know, sometimes you ask your friends for help, but it's also cool to ask characters in your books for help, you know? Yeah. Like, help me, you know, if you know one of the characters is extra brave, like, help me be brave today doing whatever I need to do, you know? Help me just feel like I'm okay sitting here you know, getting a hug from the Weasleys, you know, stuff like that. I think that's, that's amazing. I love it. And, um, I think that wanting to be a therapist is a brave, wonderful choice. Um, because that's something that a lot of people need and there's no shame in people. Like if you want to go talk to a therapist, wow, cannot talk. I think that's a wonderful thing that people can do, especially, um, you know, if you go talk to one, it's like a marriage and family count. Like, I think that's just, admirable i appreciate you tori yeah tori the hufflepuff you rule yeah thank you for your story yes all right lightning bolt round (laughs) i'm sending i told you i'm sending those earrings to your house right yeah thank you i just gave them your address and then i said send all the spam you guys want to know where Megan and Katie live? I'll tell you. <laughs> oh my god! I wouldn't do that to them. Not that you guys are like creeps, but <laughs> <laughs> their phone numbers are eight six seven five three zero nine. Oh my god! All right, lightning bolt round. First question comes from Nope Rope. Do you think that there is an orphanage for wizard children or a wizard surrogacy program? Huh. I would hope so. I would hope so, too. Like, just specifically for magical kids? 
I wonder, <laughs> I wonder, I'm laughing because I'm reading Jenny's comment about saying that was her phone number. <laughs> um, <laughs> now I get it because it is Jenny's number. <laughs> that was a good joke. Sometimes I feel like the wizarding world in some aspects while yes there have been women as ministers and like you know whatever sometimes i i feel like sometimes they're a little outdated uh like instead of using pens they use quills with ink um okay but i i think that like if if a family like we're orphaned like you know, Ron, or not Ron, he's not orphaned, <laughs> Neville, is taken in by his grandmother. So, like, I feel a lot of times that they might be taken in by, like, family members, whether they be distant or not, which is not always a good thing, you know? Yeah. That's how I always viewed it, is, like... Yeah, I mean, I guess... Stays in the family, you know? I guess, like, it for me, like, it would make sense that there would be something, and this just isn't talked about so there's no like way for us to actually learn it i would love the idea of like a wizard surrogacy program for like same-sex couples and stuff yeah that'd be awesome i agree um so my headcanon is that yeah there's at least that going on because why not yeah cool in the spirit of hope i'm gonna say yes yeah there should be if there's not though agreed Next question comes from Epic Username. What is another LGBTQ plus ship you would want to see in a different book series? Ooh. Let's see. Peta and Finnick. Dude. <laughs> Finnick, my man. Finnick. I want to say something, but I also don't want to like spoil it for people. The guy that from the Hunger Games, in case nobody knows. <laughs> but like, um, come on, you should know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what I've been reading. A lot of times, like when I, I feel like when I'm reading like lately, <clears throat> like A Court of Thorns and Roses, like series like that, like they might have like a character, but like they just kind of brush it off that they're like, um it's like an afterthought like one other series i'm reading the guy was telling this girl he's like well he, he basically is a bisexual and he like just comes out and he's just like but you wouldn't know and then he just says it and it's like well okay like it just feels like an afterthought which i guess for some people it does sometimes i just want blatant like i like everybody kind of thing you know i want it more in my face sometimes is what i'm saying does that make sense that's totally not what we're talking about that's not giving you an actual couple Runal Waslib said Alexis and Twyla. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm trying to, it's really hard for me to like think of people right now. What if you did, for sticking with Hunger Games, what if you did, um, what's his name? What's their mentor's name? Hamish? Hamish Hamitch. and Finnick. Hamish. Yeah, Hamish. Finnick. And Finnick? Yeah. You can't deny Finnick. Got some good looks. He is a very attractive man. I can't remember what that man's name is. Um, but he was also in that Me Before You with Amelia yes. Clark. Yeah. 
Yeah, Talk about a book that made me cry. Sam. His name <laughs> is Sam, isn't it? Sam. Yeah, Sam. Starts with a something. C. Sam Clayflin. Cla- I want to call him Sam Thank you. Claflin? Claflin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did I know yes. that? Finnick O'Dare. What's another book series oh, that you just read? Katie? You got nothing what you're have just I read? steal from my book series. I'm I trying to think. Of, I haven't read she a lot of books that. lately. She always does that. I don't know. I haven't read a lot of book series. The last book I read was real life stuff and didn't involve characters. <sighs> I've been reading uh, Throne of Glass and most of those people trying to think oh well a lot of people ship like the two main guys are and i could be saying their names wrong but it's dorian and kale i don't love kale but like they've been best friends i could see them being together they both i think end up with women i'm not at the end yet so i don't know (laughs) um what's the name of the two fairy (laughs) dudes from court of thorn and roses One, the book you're reading right now? Yeah. Are you talking about Tamlin and Lucian? Yeah. I ship them. I don't. <gasps> Carly, Finn and Poe, yes. Oh. Also, yes, Vinny I'm says Frodo and Sam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to think of like because I don't I don't want to get too into Court of Thorns and Roses because you haven't read far into it yet. Um, I think like I like can't I can't remember what books I'm reading anymore. See if Sarah can't, know. she's read like eighty five this year. <laughs> How am I supposed to think of any? <laughs> yeah, it's Joey and Chandler for sure. Hit me with another question. Sam Gartley, what is one of your favorite internet stories? Or favorite LGBTQIA ship? I mean, I've always said the werewolf who stole Christmas. <sighs> Best one. I don't know if I have um, a favorite story. Uh, and if I did, I probably wouldn't. It's probably very explicit. <laughs> <laughs> Price of love. I still haven't oh finished God. it. You have it again, oh, though, man. right? I loved that story in you high know, school. Is that the one you printed out? Yeah. <laughs> it was a good story. There is. Sometimes I also love reading things just because, like, I know they're gonna be like ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, for the last, like, it's a funny. Like, they'll say just ridiculous things, but I think it is to be funny. Um, like that one book that I read in April that wasn't um supposed to be funny but i laughed a lot (laughs) the one i told you guys about yeah that was not oh i guess it was the lowest rated book i read this year but there was an i read another book that was like hard to read but for other reasons but it was also very very good there is this (sighs) really old and i'm sure someone else has heard about it before it's called the shoebox project and it's a it's a Marauders fanfic, and I've been meaning to read it since the beginning oh, yeah, of time. I've heard about that. And I've read pieces of it, and it is very good. 
but that is something I would like to sit down and actually complete. Um, let's see. We'll do two more. Runal Waslib, favorite Harry Potter snack. Ginger Newts. No, Ginger Newts. Yeah. Um, Ginger Newts. Butter beer ice cream. Oh man, that's a good choice. I can't wait to eat some. I can't wait to try the vegan butterbeer just because I really just want to try it. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I want the bottle. <laughs> I too want the bottle. <laughs> uh, last one from <laughs> Sorry. Epic. Nope, Rob said Crumb and Ron, and I'm so here for that. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky. I've read some fan fictions where they're together. Uh, Continue. Interesting. Hermione would also be there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last one from epic username what is some advice you'd want to give to someone struggling with their sexuality don't let anyone else pressure you into coming out if you're not ready you don't need to also if you don't like labels don't use labels like you don't again like i said with the patronuses don't let someone else tell you how to feel and how to do it and whatever else yeah um i think i would say because this is something that I've learned is like say that you think you might be on the rainbow spectrum you know um it doesn't have to be like well I decided I'm this and it needs to be that forever it's like it could be a fluid experience and that's how it's been in my experience um if you feel like you need a label go out there and search for it if that helps you feel at home but also know that if you're okay with it it's okay if you're not like i really like the umbrella term of queer because i feel like that's a good home for me because i don't really know a word that i fit in with and that's okay for me um everyone's different and that's the greatest thing ever yeah i feel like i can't really add anything to what katie just said (laughs) don't I guess don't feel shame in potentially needing to reach out to a therapist to help you find your term if you really want one. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. There are therapists who specialize in LGBTQIA plus individuals and they can help you find um, find that term. Also resources and stuff, too, you know, because it's not available for everybody. Um, yeah. And a therapist could either help you find where you need to be or not where you need to be, but like where you can go to get the resources that you need, et cetera. It's also kind of just really nice sometimes to have a third party, not involved person listening. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's even easier just to come out to someone who like, for lack of a better term, has no yeah. bearing on your life. That's like just a neutral party and you could just say like, I'm whatever you are you know um straight gay bisexual you know pansexual you don't want any labels and that's at the end of the day as long as you are comfortable with what you are doing honestly no one else matters yep Yep. hundred percent and also know that you will always have a space safe space here if i could say it correctly so if you need us to be your new parents we're here yes I love Your new that. best friends that accept you for you. We're here. We're here. Whatever you want us to be. Very well put. And on that note, the house cup of this recording goes to Hufflepuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, before we go on, 
I just want to say this has really not not to do with what we're talking about, but I've it's like I think a newer thing to call it the Alphabet Mafia, and I'm obsessed with that. I love that. Like I'm part of the Alphabet. Oh mafia. my god, I've heard that cool. very recently, and I love it. <laughs> oh. So good. All right, I have a really corny joke today. Aren't they all though? Let's be real. What do you get if you freeze wizard money? Sickles. An ice sickle. <laughs> You're close. <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's any rainbow jokes. <laughs> um, this is a cute thing. It's a cloud holding a rainbow's um, hands. And we said, you brought my colors into my life. Aww. It's cute. Let me see if there's another one. Yeah, I need a rainbow joke. That's... There's puns. Rainbows that break the law end up going to prism. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, trying to see if there's another one. <laughs> How much do you love rainbows? <laughs> Just a skittle bit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> What does rain wear to a fancy dinner party? A rainbow tie. Oh my god, I didn't get that at first. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. Those are good though. Make sure that you follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and Twitch at the Petrus Family. Tiffany wasn't on this episode, but I guess you can go follow her still, too. <laughs> She's on Twitter, Instagram, at, and Twitch at TiffSwish underscore Flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. Um, and I guess technically I am first to plug my projects since Tiff's not here. Um, I have a few days off from Starbucks, and I'm excited about it. Today we're going to get brunch with Eric Munch. With Eric Munch. <laughs> and then I think that we are... And some Captain Crunch. <laughs> and a bunch of crunch. Um, I think that we're going to go to Epcot. I'm not sure. Maybe. We'll see. That's the plan. So, uh, What Meg's doing, I'm also doing. Can I think of anything else? I don't know. Um, I'm super excited to order our pride stuff, which will be, by the time you hear this episode, it will be over. However, I could say this, um, our new pride shirt will not be a pre-order anymore. However, if you buy any of our pride merch during the month of June, um, 50% of the proceeds are going to go to glad. So that is the entire month. I'm so glad to hear that. Me too. (laughs) Meg, I'm rubbing off on you, and I love it. But yeah, happy pride. Happy pride. Yeah. Do you want me to talk? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. I have several things to say. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I would like As to usual. say several things. So, la- well, I guess it's the next time. I don't know when I talked, because we've recorded episodes in a funky order about... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, small shops, but I also wanted to shout out another one of my favorites, and she's also a listener. Um, and she has a small shop called, like, I think it's pronounced Freon Collection. Yes, Collective. I love her stuff. Um, but she does, um, 
like reusable cotton rounds. They're like cloth and makeup wipes, like makeup cloths. She also has like totes and scrunchies and face masks, but she um, has an Etsy shop and I've purchased from her. She's sent us up before and I, um, then I bought a bunch, like honestly, I bought way too many things, but you know, I'm supporting small shops. She has face masks on there and everything. The patterns on some of these stuffs are like, well, it's all cute, but like, I almost don't even want to wash my face with them because they're so cute, but that's what they're there for. Um, I understand that so much. So I bought, like, I have some of her cotton rounds. I have, like, I bought three extra things of face, like the face cloths. Um, and what else? And her scrunchies are super cute. She has tote bags that are super cute. So she's on Etsy. Um, she's also on Instagram at the Freon Collective. And she donates... Um, I actually have her little card that she sent me. She was so sweet when I bought all this stuff. She, like, wrote a little note. Let me find it. I love her stuff. It's just so, like, clean and nice. And well-made. Yes. Yes. I love it. Put the note somewhere. I'm looking at it now. (gasps) Like, that would be such a cute bag for summer. I'm going to post the link in Discord so everyone can know what we're talking about. I'm sad that I can't find the note. Well, she sent me a beautiful note and she sent me um, because I bought a face mask from her as well and she sent me one that's Ravenclaw colors that are actually the right colors and she donates, I think every, I don't know if it's every month that she picks like a new charity. She's based out of Canada. Mm-hmm. Um. But part of her stuff went to, like, I think a women's charity, which I love supporting small shops that also support charities, especially as a woman. Um, I appreciate, one, women entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I said that word correctly. But I also appreciate when they support women charities or charities for women, you know. Um, so her stuff's super cute. It's well-made. Um and I love it, and I'm probably going to buy some stuff for people for Christmas, because some of the patterns are just to die for. They're just so um, pretty. Yeah. Like, I'm a sucker for floral, and some of her floral patterns, I literally bought two of them because I couldn't decide which one I wanted. So I'm like, I'll just buy both. Uh, and my wallet's like, why? <laughs> um, and, like, it's super cool. So, like, the cotton rounds that she sends... They're like little, they're circular little like pieces of, I think, cotton cloth um, that you just like, they come in like a little baggie that you could just put them back in the bag. You wash them Mm -hmm. um, and then you just use like your flat iron or an iron to like make them um, flat again, which I don't care if they're not flat when I reuse them, but other people might. Um, So that's just really cool. And then I'm going to talk about books that I've read. So since the last recording, I finished They Both Die in the End, and I got that name wrong in a previous episode when I said, we both die in the end, but it's they both die in the end. And when I tell you <laughs> that I sobbed reading this book, like, my mom told me I looked, she's like, I came downstairs, I had finished the book, and she basically told me I looked awful. And I was like, well, I've been sobbing. Well, she texts me first. She goes, why aren't you outside in the sunshine? I'm like, because I'm upstairs crying in my bed. She's like, what? <laughs> but it was 
was so good. And like when I bought it from the store, the person checking me out, they were like, oh, I read this. It was really good. They're like, I stopped. I'm like, oh, I'm a crier. So I'm expecting that. Um, and I forget because someone on my Instagram, when I asked for books, I don't know, in December, maybe told me to read this. And I was like, ooh. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, um, and I will say that a month, two months, maybe like in February or March, I did look up the premise of this book and read the whole plot on um, like Wikipedia or something. Sarah? So I knew it was going to happen. Also, you you kind of know because the title is They Both Die in the End. But it it's it's such a good book. And I know I'm probably not selling it by saying like, obviously, I sobbed. But it was it was it, this might be my favorite book I've read this year. Um, which says a lot because I loved Eddie LaRue and I loved Silver Flames, but oh, like I just want to, I like, I want everyone to read it and I want everyone like, so we can talk about it. It was so good. Um, and it's so much more than just like a book of like these, it's basically like these two kids get the call that like they have less than, and I will say they, you know, this does talk about death. They are going to die in the, the, this next 24 hours, you know, cause they get the call at like. 12 30 p.m that night so like or a.m um and it's just like their their last day and they don't know each other and they end up meeting through this app um it 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 went places where i didn't know it was gonna go it was it's just such it's just such a good book so it's they both die in the end by adam silvera and i really liked it um and yeah my mom's reading it now and i was like you're gonna cry and then my other book that i'm in the middle of is Red, white, and royal blue, which is a nice uplifting so good. Happy story. After reading some sad things, um, so I'm trying to think of what else I'm doing. I, I that's it. I'm hopefully going to read some more books by the time we record again. I will definitely be finished with this red, white, and royal blue. So, and always, if you have any book suggestions that you want to send my way, go right ahead. And that's pretty much my life. I just read and cry. I said to my friend that day, I was reading it on Friday, and I was like, okay. I'm like, should I sit outside and read my book, or should I finish it? Because I had like 100 pages left. I'm like, or should I finish it in my room? I'm like, basically, I'm asking you, where should I be crying? Should I cry <laughs> in my backyard, or should I cry up in my room? And she's like, well, it's going to rain. So I finished it. That's the perfect time to it. cry outside. It's like the shower. Well, it wasn't raining. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if it rained or not, but I... um. I finished the book and I sat it down and I had to literally curl up in a ball and cry some more. It is just nicely written. I enjoyed it. I think it's my favorite book I've read this year. Wow. And I even said, I'm like, I wonder why, like, what is there about me that makes me want to hurt myself by reading such a sad story? But I loved it. My friend's like, maybe you should talk to your therapist about that. I was like, you're probably not wrong. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. And I even was telling my mom about it and then, like, getting choked up. And she's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, it was just this book. It was so good. You just feel it deep. And I think that's cool. I'm like that, too. I feel things really deeply. Yeah. I, I just cry at too many. Not too many. I don't think I'll cry reading this one. But who knows? You never know if Sarah's going to cry reading a book. You don't know. I don't know either. Let me know if you do. I knew this one was going to make me cry. I will. So far, I really love it. Um, And I think I'm going to be sad that it's over. It's a quick read. It's like one of those things where like, I always want like, 
more. So I'm like, and I'm like the lame where like, it doesn't have to be like a real story. Just like keep telling me about their lives. Right. And that's part of why I love fan fiction is like, yes, the books are over, but like you can go on telling stories of like after they're done with school, like what happened? Like, tell me more of like everyday lives. Like nothing bad has to happen. You can just tell me about your day to day. I want to know. Give me the mundane. Yeah. Agreed. I have read Sarah Dessen books. A lot of them actually. And those are good, good Good, quick reads. I like Sarah Dessen, too. I've really been into, like, for a good, quick read, I really enjoy Rainbow Rowell. The author. A lot of... I'm I'm not letting myself buy any more books currently. I needed, like, a good refresh from... Because all I'd read, basically, until the end of May was Throne of Glass. So, like, I'm reading, like, it was all fantasy, and that's the majority of what I've read this year. So I needed a nice palette cleanse of not fantasy so i read verity i read they both die in the end and then red white and royal blue and symptoms of being human so yeah but that's my life i read and i know (laughs) (laughs) also i don't know if we said this but i bought the harry potter one from that girl on the internet not from her but she was talking about it so nice it's coming on wednesday when i won't be home (laughs) of course that's always how it happens well so i have to send it to my friend's house because you have to sign for it because it's you have to be 21 right what is this episode for Ooh, all the colors of the questions and queers yeah Uh, (laughs) questions and queers i like that cheers queers word for pride for pride and more pride. Pretty awesome people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For people and pride. You could do that too. For all the things. <laughs> <laughs> that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just in my voice! <laughs> myself a human most days because I was told growing up that my father's actually an alien so I don't even know (laughs) (laughs) is that what I didn't write a summary because I'm like what I don't I just kept it because I had it I I think I I think I will Megan don't tell me what I can or cannot do in my life (laughs) well the last episode so should be a gay old time should be a gay old time (laughs) (laughs) that's a horrible laugh (laughs) (laughs) thank you for reading harry potter and the order of the phoenix